Kei te whakaronga mai, koe ki nga pātaka kōrero o Tamaki Makoto. You're listening to an Auckland Libraries podcast. For, for heritage to uh, have value, for heritage to matter, you have to have a community there that celebrates it and connects to it. At the end of the day, these things, although they're from the past, they're kind of living and they're carried through to the present and then on to the future, hopefully, if we do our jobs right. Welcome to the Heritage Talks podcast, bringing you the best in family and local history from New Zealand, the Pacific and beyond. Your heritage now. Kia ora koutou. Ever been curious about the history of your house? Who might have lived there before you? Today's speakers will help you find out how to answer these questions and more. Owen Lynch is an archivist with Auckland Council's Libraries and Information team. He has experience in working with archival records created by previous local authorities in North, West and South Auckland. Joanne Graves is a local history librarian with the Research Central team based at the Auckland Central Library. Anthony Phillips is an outreach advisor for Heritage New Zealand, formerly the Historic Places Trust, where his daily work brings him into contact with heritage owners, local authorities, community stakeholders and heritage practitioners. And finally, Marguerite Hill is a heritage researcher at Auckland Council. You can listen to the complete presentation or jump to individual speakers. You will find links to some of the resources mentioned in the talks on the page. Haramai Titahi Ahua. Enjoy the journey. Nice. Hello, everyone. So I'll go through what we have regards property, the Auckland Council Archives team. So when researching property, a good place to start is with the property file, which can be ordered via the Auckland Council website. These files are managed by the Building Consents Department. So the property file will provide documents such as building and resource consent documents and any correspondence with the council about the property. There are fees for ordering a property file starting at $23 for viewing it in the, uh, maybe the centre in which you've gone to, or you can pay $64 for a digital copy and USB drive. Standard property file orders can take up to 10 working days to be processed. So when you go to the internet page, that information will be there, as well as uh, details on how you would go about doing it. The contents of the file will depend on whether the council is aware of work done on the property, how old the building is, and what property information has survived from the legacy councils. But if there is nothing on the property file, please don't worry yet. Auckland Council Archives holds a wide range of records that can be useful to researchers undertaking property history research. Uh, I will outline the most useful series of, rec of records on properties that are common across the legacy councils for the Auckland region and mention some of the regional differences and gaps in our holdings. I will also briefly discuss a few useful property related records that are unique to certain councils. So. It wasn't until the Municipal Corporations Act of 1876 that local councils had the power to create bylaws to deal with building issues. Even then, until about the mid-20th century, the introduction and enforcement of building regulations by councils was inconsistent. For instance, Auckland City Council building bylaws of 1888 required people wishing to construct, alter or add to buildings to submit plans and specifications for inspection. 
but duplicate copies for the council to retain were not requested. This requirement didn't occur until the new bylaws of 1906. Uh, similarly, Birkenhead Borough Council Bylaws 1910 required people to make a building application and to lodge plans and specifications with the clerk, but there is no indication that duplicate copies were to be supplied. However, Takapuna Borough Council's Bylaws of 1915 state that a person shall lodge with the council to complete plans and specifications in duplicate. So, uh, some councils also dispense with the need for plans if, in their opinion, the work was of a trivial nature. So frequently, many people who altered their homes did not bother getting council approval. And as a result, there is a fair amount of unpermitted building work on houses out there. While we do hold some building permit plans for parts of Auckland, these have not been kept consistently across the legacy councils or haven't been transferred to archives. <coughs> Excuse me. For instance, Auckland City Council's building permit plan series is the largest. It contains plans for commercial and residential buildings some applications and specifications. Uh, information on file varies from property to property. The contents of these plan series have been microfilmed and they cover the period between 1908 and 1997. Uh, for the North Shore region, as an example, we hold a sample of about 170 building permit plans from Devonport Borough Council. So this includes houses, garages, shops and sheds. Besides the plans, councils also recorded building permit information on index cards and in registers and receipt books. We hold a wide range of these records from many of the legacy councils across Auckland. These can be particularly useful if there are no surviving building permit plans, as it can give an idea of when a structure was constructed and what type of building work was done. So as you can see in the slide, the building permit index and registers would provide useful information such as the date of permit application, the permit number, applicant, name of owner or contractor, legal description or street number, uh, the street name, or particulars of the proposed building work. We also would have plumbing and drainage records. The Most councils kept permits, index cards and registers relating to drainage and plumbing. While these sorts of records don't sound like they'd be very interesting, plumbing and drainage records for properties can reveal useful information. The records won't necessarily tell you when a property was constructed, but can indicate when a building was first connected to drains or had plumbing installed. So the register would record the name of the street, the permit date or number, property owner, street number, contractor where it's a plumber or a drain layer, the type of work done and the date completed. For rate books and valuation rules, Information can be helpful in these in tracking the age of a property and can give indications of when a structure was built or when substantial alterations may have taken place to the property. They may also record when there were significant increases in the rateable value of the property. We hold a large quantity of these records from the legacy councils, but please bear in mind there are significant gaps in the holdings. So as an example, uh, the earliest surviving rate book for Takapuna Borough is 1926 to 1927, but we do not have any more until 1976. Auckland City Council valuation rules cover the period of 1877 until 1990, but uh, those are in good condition. 
Mount Albert Borough Council rate books and valuation rules, we don't have any of them after the 1950s. And then with Franklin County Council, some of the material is actually held by Archives New Zealand. Uh, typically, the type of information you'd find would be the name and occupation of the owner and occupier, the address of the property, the legal description and the rateable value. Rate books will also include information on the amount of rates charged and the payments made to the council. We also have uh, some unique records as well that may be of interest to you. One of our most heavily used series of records for Auckland City Council are the valuation field sheets. Now, Auckland City Council was unusual because it had its own valuation department, where most other councils used government valuers. These sheets, which started in 1912, give year-by-year valuations of properties. They record the legal description and address of the property and describe the nature of improvements and permits. The valuers also know the approximate age of the building. Now as well, we have the City of Auckland map of 1908, which is a significant record of Auckland City's history and early infrastructure, which can be viewed on the archives webpage. Uh, it is a series of plans that show the location and position of streets, footpaths, tramways and utilities throughout Auckland City. There are annotations made to some, the map uh, up to at least 1918 to 1919 and in some parts up to 1923. Mount Eden Borough Council also has valuation fields sheets which date from 1955. These record the owner and occupier, the legal description of the property, the street address, yearly valuations, improvements, zoning, and details of valuations. Mount Edinburgh Council also has house connection plans which date from about 1918, and these show the footprint of the house along with sewage drains and stormwater connections. Takapuna City Council has land information memorandum worksheets which record uh, the building footprints and in many cases have annotations where they record additional building permits and information on owners. Devonport Borough Council has a series of survey maps of the borough which show the building footprints and record information about the type of building and materials. They also record the allotment numbers and the landmarks. Uh, they're not dated but we have uh, relatively uh, figured out that they are dated between 1883 and 1886. Walter County Council has Inspector's Department case files which cover a range of inspection issues and many of the files include photographs. There are 314 files in this series which cover the period of the 1950s to the 1960s. And as well as that, uh, Walter Master City Council also has an interesting series of records called Farmland Rural Property Files. Uh, these relate to farming land in the West Auckland area and cover the period of 1976 to 1988. Just in conclusion, uh, you can try searching for this information using the online database, which would answer a lot of your initial questions. But if you had more following on from that, you can email us at archives at Auckland Council and we will get back to you and give you as much information as we can and point you in the right direction. All right, thanks for your time. I'll pass over to the next speaker. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for tuning in. 
The Heritage Talks podcast is produced regularly for your education and enjoyment. Talk notes are found on the Talks page at soundcloud.com. All links are in the Talk notes. Coming up next, Joanne Graves shares some of the resources available through Auckland Library's research collections.